0: Have you ever come across something while traveling that sparked a fire within you and pushed you to make a difference? Well, for the past six months, Robbie, Ivo, Jasper, and Josh have created adventure videos in Kenya for their YouTube channel. And it quickly became apparent that the loss of tourism due to COVID-19 is hurting parks and conservancies throughout Africa. After interviewing rangers and uncovering the truth about reduced salaries and increased workload, the group of creators knew that they had to take action. If you want to know exactly how four young YouTubers decided to journey all the way from Kenya to Cape Town, it's over 6,000 kilometers, in nothing but two tuk-tuks, all in the name of conservation, then you've come to the right place. Guys, welcome to the show. Thanks for having us on, Brandon. Cheers. Cheers. Look forward to it. All right. Well, first off, so you don't sound like you're from South Africa or Kenya. So I need to ask, how did you guys land up in Kenya? So my
1: brother, so this is Jasper, my brother Ivo, we were both born here. Our parents were born here, but we went to boarding school and for secondary school in England and also went to university in England in Manchester, where I met Josh. And since then, we spent a lot of time together.
0: (laughs) All right. So we're in Kenya we're caring about the conservation, COVID-19 hits, you guys are creating YouTube videos, and you notice suddenly that obviously because of, of lockdowns, um, tourism is taking a huge knock.
2: Yeah. So I wish we were creating YouTube videos, to be honest. It's much cooler than what we were actually doing. We were actually making TikToks. So uh, we're just four 20-year-olds making TikToks, unfortunately. <laughs> um, but we were basically using the time where these parks were deserted by tourists. And we were like, right, well, we, we all have lost our jobs. Great. We've got a bit of money saved up. So we were heading off to these places where there were no longer any of these international tourists and just having a good time, just going fishing, exploring, just trying to trek down waterfalls and stuff. And then it sort of dawned on us that maybe there were ramifications that the fact that these parks had no people in them. And that's when we decided to dig a bit further. And was it
0: quite harrowing to find out the impact that had been left onto all these parks and obviously the rangers that had to take pay cuts and all these changes and drastic measures that were happening because of COVID.
2: Yeah, 100%. In terms of like what we've doing before, it's very happy-go-lucky. Like TikTok doesn't like, you know, down stuff about COVID essentially. So we weren't really focusing on it. But in terms of the stuff that we've seen since then, it has been harrowing. Like you, The images that you've seen uh, or that we've been shown it did sort of snap you out of your happy-go-lucky state when you're looking at like 32 dick dicks that have been caught by snares. So yeah, yeah, there was definitely a mindset change in all of us. uh, And we decided to try and do something about it. With something a bit more fun, aka a
0: tuk tuk. A tuk tuk. So it was quite funny when uh, when I discussed with my producer that I'd be interviewing you guys. We were talking over WhatsApp, and I was like, "Yeah, they they're coming on TikToks to South Africa," and she replied, and she was like, "No, they're <laughs> coming on tuk tuks," and I was like, "No, man, it's a TikTok," and it was very confusing. I'm glad, <laughs> I'm glad we've cleared this up that you're both on TikTok and tuk tuk we are yeah
1: I mean, it's, it's a permanent minefield for the brain yeah the amount of times and it's the tick tock tick 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 i mean yeah. you can
0: go for hours <laughs> all right so how how did we come into existence of took south how did this idea come about to travel all these kilometers uh, to cape town
1: well we decided to pick the most ab- sort of absurd vehicle for the journey sure. because I mean, typically the sort of Cape to Cairo, you do it in sort of overlanding, like your big four drives or in nice motorbikes. So we thought, take the urban vehicle that really doesn't stray very far from city centers and try to put enough work into it to convert it into a safari capable machine. And just sort of, it adds a bit of, yeah, as I said, absurdity and humor to it. So there's the like the slightly hard hitting message that we feel is, is diffused somewhat by doing this in such a comedic vehicle or series of comedic vehicles
0: (laughs) is it possible to do such a long trip in a tuk-tuk because like i would think that they are built for distances (laughs) yeah they're they're not ideal
1: machines um and there's only one way to find out i guess i don't think i don't think anyone's really done what we're going to try and do in them and i mean there are dreams that we get to cape town and then we ship these things over to south america and head to alaska and so we've got our money on them being able to do it but mm-hmm. i mean to be honest we have no idea we haven't had a logbook for ages so the furthest we've driven is about 100 kilometers in
0: these things mm. so we don't know and was there some sort of modification that had to happen to these vehicles to make them a little bit more prepared mm-hmm. Lots. Yeah,
1: so many modifications. They are actually terribly built vehicles. Um, No disrespect to them. But yeah, we've had to replace like every bolt and washer on them. Their roll cage, you could bend with your hands. So we've replaced that. Uh, They've had to have skid plates put into them because the skid plate was made of plastic. We've also had to put tow hitches into them. and then So we've got a passenger vehicle and then we've got a van. And the vision for the van is that it's going to turn into one of those very swish fold out sort of camper van things. And so it's got, uh, we've got a whole frame built into the back of it. It's got like a big lift up gullwing door, a table that pulls out with cookers inbuilt. It's got gas. It's got piped water in there. It's, but I mean, we're in and the a process sink. and a sink, hopefully. <laughs> so we're in the process of converting this thing. It should have two. 100 watt solar panels on the roof, full inverter system, power, all in a vehicle that has
0: 8 horsepower. So, we hope there are no hills. Yeah, we're not going <laughs> up hills. It's a tiny home. <laughs> These tiny homes, this this van was some of the inspiration that you got to interior design this thing. Did that come from TikTok? Cuz I know there's a whole there's a whole interior design mini van TikTok buzz.
2: I said that we had our savings from our, our previous jobs. Well, we've put all of those into tuk-tuks. So we've literally had to try and come up with ways that we can actually turn them into ter- from terrible investments into ways that we can actually you know, try and sustain ourselves in life. So one of the ideas that Ivo had was the tuk-tuk kitchen. So we've got great ideas. Obviously, obviously cooking is huge on social media. Like You see people cooking in their kitchens, making these delicious meals. And they're getting, you know, like hundreds of thousands of followers, millions of followers, millions of views. And they are able to, like, generate a bit of an income from it. So our idea is to do something similar. Like, have you ever seen Men With Pot? Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, we're, going, we're going straight for Men With Pot, but in a tuk-tuk.
1: Yeah. And <sighs> with African backdrops. Yeah, because yeah. Men with- and then uh, elephants cruising by and then sort of just close, close, sort of cut shots on this nice aluminium fold-out table from our tuk-tuk. Yeah, it's, it's the dream. Cause yeah, they're, they're limited, I think, to Ireland. If, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. Whereas we've got, I mean, the whole of sub-Saharan Africa to play with. And so, and- I mean, yeah, Namib Desert, fold out the table, cook up some fish that you've caught. It should be fun.
0: Well, let's, let's be honest. The backdrop of Africa would be breathtaking on any social media platform and something that not many would have been able to have seen in their lives. I mean, a lot of people never get the opportunity to come and visit Africa. And you guys will not only be cooking, which, which we all love to see on social media, but also taking people on a journey with you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Another one of our plans is we want to. We've just ordered a, a projector, and we've got these little mounts on the side of the tuk-tuk to put a screen on. And then we're going to try and, um, well, for instance, our the, this little documentary trailer that we made on COVID and conservation, mainly shot in northern Kenya. But obviously, we want to make a larger documentary on the impacts of COVID throughout all of the conservancies and little reserves that we go along the way down. But with the Tuk Tuk Cinema, we're hoping that we can sort of all these little communities that we meet along the way, not only can we show them sort of like some of our our story and our message and what we're trying to do, but we can also just have little movie nights with them. And then we can have another little, I mean, it's not going to be an independent social media channel, but it will be just uh, cinema. A, took cinema <laughs> a, a way of um like diversifying the pies that we have fingers in that hopefully one of that yeah, and all of
2: these pies and, and all of
1: them will trickle down into sort of exposure for rangers so you're, you're dealing with so many different sort of internet facets and then the, as much focus that we can have on rangers and conservation in, in africa the better and it's like with the took cinema as well like it's the ability to We'll be going to different conservation initiatives on our way down like we we planned our route very loosely but say like we'll go into northern tanzania where they'll have a really good system of sort of like they've got these living walls where they build cattle shelters using trees and chain link fences and things we'll be able to we'll be filming those and we'll be making small videos on them and it will be great to as we're going down to sort of like spread all of these grassroots initiatives and the knowledge base using like our platform of our little tuk-tuk because it's all very well and good to go up to someone and say oh yeah these guys over here do this but to be able to actually have our videos that we've made on these like really some groundbreaking like grassroots conservation issues and just show them show them like mm. this is these guys are doing this just what a thousand kilometers north of you and you so, can follow suit yeah and like this is how you do it here's a video on exactly what they've done so hopefully it's we're not just spreading the message to our social media followers through having the ability we'll also be spreading it to the people that we see on the way down if we can
0: explain to me just what is one of the biggest points that i should care about when it comes to ranges and conservation right now during covid just off the top of your head because obviously i I believe that the listeners i want them to get on board i want them to follow you i want them to care but tell me what is it that we need to care about one of the biggest points A lot of our filming has been done in the more sort of remote
1: conservancies of northern Kenya, like the likes of Ambuseli, Masai Mara, Serengeti here in East Africa. Obviously tourists are returning, but they have dropped, because of the impact of COVID, they've dropped their rates so much so that it is just... Too much of an alluring prospect for a tourist that would be going to one of the more fringe conservancies to turn down this sort of unbelievable deal in the Mara or Amboseli. So most of the places we've been filming, even though tourism is returning, they're still sort of stuck in the desert with regards to sort of funding. And because they are not sort of propped up by all of these swanky resorts and donor funding, a lot of it is basically community conservation that draws all of its money from the occasional tourists that come through. And that is the money that funds the rangers. So without any tourism going in, they don't have the sort of fallback of having sort of a donor system to keep their rangers paid and afloat. And that's why if we're looking at the incidents in rise of bushmeat, charcoaling, illegal logging is all happening in the areas where it was in a process of, they really start to appreciate tourism because it, it, it's kind of a new initiative in these more remote areas of northern Kenya but then to have all of the benefits of it suddenly disappear and be hungry and on the edge of course you're going to look at some antelopes or something and like look I need to feed my family so if we would keep rangers employed in these areas obviously the money that they make goes back into the communities and it keeps the concept of conservation sort of present in those communities rather than seeing like what is it what is conservation doing for us right now when we've got no tourists no income coming from it so we just really want to try and highlight that it's the more remote not not the like kruger national park in south africa that are in trouble and still in trouble now despite the return of tourism
2: as a caveat like um i would say having spoken to them and interviewed a lot of them like over a thousand rangers i think have died since 2003 in the field like trying to do the job they're doing so it's it's a job which requires like great risk great determination great skill and they're just putting it all on the line to something that most humans like love like whenever a documentary comes on the tv you're not thinking about the fact that these things wouldn't exist if it wasn't for people out there actually doing the job of protecting them and now their their wages are cut massively uh, due to tourism money sort of drying up a little bit in these, like Jesper said, lesser known conservancies. So after hearing enough of the stories, there wasn't really an option about if we could help or whether we would help. It was just like, bloody hell, like, these boys are heroes and um, and women, sorry. There's also a huge contingent of women rangers that we plan on visiting on the way. But uh, we, we really do want to raise some money for them because we think they deserve it.
1: And yeah, sorry to just add on to the little rant, but um, I find that a lot of the sort of large charitable foundations, so you've got sort of all of the elephant charities, the rhino charities, the lion charities, they receive like huge funding because everyone loves an elephant and everyone loves a lion or a rhino. We chose for rangers because when you pay the salary of a ranger, you don't just protect that elephant. You don't just protect that rhino. You protect the whole ecosystem. And that's right from the bottom to the top. You're protecting, I mean, Cedar logging, for instance, you wouldn't even think of putting in for a charity to keep cedar forests alive, but through funding those ranges that that continues, you're protecting all of the raptors you're protecting every small cat Yeah, it's it's ecosystem protection as opposed to keystone species
0: protection, it's much better. I actually got goosebumps when you were speaking and I think it's because I'm South African and I'm so tethered to the environment and and to animals. When you speak about the fact that everybody loves the elephant, everybody loves a lion, we all do, and we all would love to to be part of keeping the conservatories alive and kicking and helping ultimately the Rangers because without the Rangers in a nutshell, if we're not looking after them, our animals won't be looked after. So I applaud you guys for what you're doing. I'm looking forward to following the journey. I must ask, will there be some dangerous things along the way? This is Africa. There has to be, right? (laughs) (laughs) It's going to be littered with them. It's going to be covered in them.
2: What makes me know so I'm English, Brett. I'm not known uh, in these lands. I'm scared often. And uh, (laughs) what, what, what I'm worried about is the fact that we encounter like old male buffaloes on our travels, and everyone gets really scared while sitting in a land cruiser which where we can actually run away these things it's very hard to put a tuk-tuk in reverse there's a lot of levers <laughs> you're pulling you probably will stall it like if we encounter an angry old male buffalo and it's within 30 meters of us then we're in the hands of the gods like we really we, our fate is not in our own hands so um yeah we're expecting some tumbles
1: <laughs> yeah and also they're three wheels drive something with three wheels and you will realize that they're incredibly unstable mm. We put a roll cage in for a reason. I mean, on our first day, agreed, we were meant to be running in our engine on the first day, but we were we were, we were having fun in it. And me and Josh put it on two wheels within about ten minutes of owning it. So I predict we might we might fall over. It they quite just a lot. want to topple. It's it's sort of built into their DNA. <laughs> is there any bump is like no no. I want to go over. Yeah, we've got the wildlife. We've got. The vehicle themselves and then yeah just africa yeah, af-
2: expected
0: unexpected roads. The, road, the roads are scary lorries yeah. the, uh, what the you, wind could
1: blow us over
0: what you are telling me and every single listener is that your tiktok account is about to blow up because there's going to be the most ridiculous stuff happening on your social media which i'm quite excited for when does the journey take off when are we doing this Oh, we, um, we were meant to be there now.
2: We were, meant, we're not in South Africa, but we were definitely <laughs> meant to be on our way now. Unfortunately, the bureaucracy of getting, so you, didn't, you know logbooks, basically the passport for your vehicle. Our tuk-tuks <laughs> don't have one. So um, we're currently like the people who've sold it to us. Of making up excuses, we're, we're basically just trying to get hold of our tuk tuks passport so we can get
1: on our and bay. license plate. Yeah, I'm... and it's been two months of trying to do this. It's it's been yeah, it's been a hassle.
0: It's
2: taking a lot of willpower not to slander them on your podcast, but we <laughs> will we will refrain. <laughs>
0: Well, I want to invite you for when for when you do pass through Johannesburg is where I'm based. I would love to have you guys in studio uh, so we can chat a little bit about your journey. And then obviously all the listeners can catch up with your ongoings of what's been happening. But if people want to follow the journey and see these crazy TikToks that are about to come and YouTube videos and, and the rest of the social media, where do they go?
2: Okay, so we have our YouTube channel is just Tuck South, and that's where you'll see our documentary, and we're going to start posting a lot more on there. We want to be YouTubers eventually. We can't be TikTokers forever. (laughs) Um, Our TikTok channels are at Josh Porters, so that's my name, and also we have at Tuck South, which is a new channel that we're starting, and eventually we're having at Tuck kitchen, I guess.
1: Yeah, hopefully. I mean, and then we, Instagram took south as well. Yeah, we took
2: south on Instagram.
1: Yeah, but we, we can't start the Tuck kitchen quite yet until we actually leave.
2: And Tuk is spelled obviously T U K, as you would expect.
1: And then it's just our direction, which is south. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. We're very inventive. Everything's going south. I can see it, it must, going south. Yeah.
0: Lots of thought went into this. I can see it's all going to go south exactly as you said. I'm really. <laughs> I'm really excited to, to follow the journey and I think um, all of our listeners will be too. It's a good thing that you're doing ultimately and as fun as it's going to be, as scary as it might be at times with Buffalo and Africa and everything else, I think the heart of this project is that you really care for and love the rangers and that you're really, really, really passionate about saving our environment and not only helping our environment survive but thrive and that's something that we can all get behind. In times like these in this tragic time that we've been through as a globe as the world to hear a bit of fun with a bit of good put behind it it makes my heart happy and there's hope for tomorrow so i want to thank you all for joining me today on the show and thank you all for what you're doing you're a thank you so much yeah.
1: oh, we we appreciate you giving us a, um, yeah. a, a spotlight and a voice so much so and we'll see you in johannesburg
2: oh, we, for love, stuff. we yeah, love
0: the, the good vibe the good vibes gear yeah, it's I'm, amazing I'm going to see you in Johannesburg for a beer. We're not sure when, when you get that license sorted, when you actually get on the road. And if you manage to keep it on all three wheels, we will see you in Johannesburg in a couple of weeks. Take care, guys. Thanks for joining us today. Cheers, Cheers, Have a
2: great one. Bye.